0: with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. When you think about self care, what comes to mind? For me, self care is. Implementing good habits into my daily routine and making a commitment to do those habits no matter what is going on in my life so that I can have a sense of inner security and groundedness. Calm is the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. So for listeners of my show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash blonde. Go to C-A-L-M. slash blonde for 40% off unlimited access to com's entire library. This is such a good deal, such a small investment that will truly pay dividends in every area of your life. Welcome to a really fun episode of the podcast. I felt like I had to put a fun one in here. I've had a lot of experts on lately. Not to say that my guest today is not an expert, but I just kind of wanted to have somebody on where you are going to feel like a fly on the wall listening to friends talk about everything from beauty to wellness and so much more. So I'm talking to Lauren Everts. Bostic. She is the founder of The Skinny Confidential, which is a blog, a brand, of course, a podcast, The Skinny Confidential, him and her. And she has really been killing it lately. She has come out with some amazing beauty products and tools under The Skinny Confidential. I am a huge fan of the ice roller. I keep it in my bedside table. I don't even have to put it in the fridge or the freezer or anything. I just take it out in the morning and it's cold and it's so good for Depuffing. I've been running a little puffy lately. Don't know why. So helpful for that. She also has a razor, which I love, a face razor. I had Candace, my facialist, shave my face for the first time a couple months ago. I was a little unsure about it, but she assured me that it was going to be great for exfoliation and just giving my skin that extra dewy look that I love. And I have not turned back So definitely check those products out if you are not familiar. And she also did so many collaborations in the last year, maybe year or two, but I just feel like I saw her partner with so many other brands. And you know when it's the Skinny Confidential because the branding is so recognizable. She really has a knack for it. And something that I love about Lauren is that she just tells it like it is. She likes what she likes. She's into what she's into. And she really doesn't care what anybody else thinks. So I really appreciate that. And I think that she has really good advice. Actually, the reason that I started my podcast was because I heard her talking about how to start something when you don't know how. And she said to launch fast and adjust. And four years ago, I had no clue what the F I was doing. I did everything myself and it was pretty scrappy, but I took that advice and it turned into what it is today. So I'll always be grateful to her for hearing that. And she just has really amazing tips from beauty to wellness and so much more. So in this episode today, of course, we're talking about beauty We talk about being open about procedures. We both are open about that. And we kind of examine why we think people lie about it. We talk about her experience postpartum with her second baby, and she gets really real and honest about that. We talk about routines, morning routines. We actually talk about something which I haven't really delved into in the podcast, which is having a better relationship with your phone. I aspire to have her relationship with her phone myself because I talk about it in this episode. I have really good boundaries. I'm on do not disturb all the time. I don't really scroll all of that, but I do still get on it in the morning and I'm really trying to change that. I know you guys are like, you've been saying that for two years. I'm still trying, but I'm really inspired after listening to this to make that a habit to stay off my phone. I'm going to start with baby steps. So, we talk about that. We talk about how to have boundaries in general in life. We talk non negotiable beauty and wellness habits. We talk beauty hacks, confidence tips, so much more. This is such a fun episode, like I said, but it's also filled with a lot of value. So, I think you guys are going to love it. Please enjoy Lauren Everts Bostick. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> We're just jumping into things. We've already been talking and I'm like, maybe we should save this <laughs> for the podcast. So excited to have you back. I feel like we have
1: a lot to catch up on. We have so much to catch up on because I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And the last time I saw you, I think, was was it on your podcast, I think?
0: I think it was either on my podcast or it was Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. I think it was like a few months after I did my fat transfer, maybe, because we talked a lot about that. We've both had some procedures in between. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel people rolling their eyes. Like there's The majority of the audience loves this stuff, but I know that some people get a little bit, uh, I don't want to say triggered,
1: but they don't like hearing about the procedures. Here's my thing. People are getting procedures done. Left and right. You hear it off air. You know what I'm talking about. You get the inside scoop. You live in L.A. Mm -hmm. And you have a choice to either lie about it and actually say I've had nothing done or say nothing, which then perpetuates, in my opinion, unrealistic beauty standards. Or you can be transparent about it. And one thing I've really always respected about you as a creator, and this is from the beginning, you've always been so real about it and even when you text me it's like it's exhausting to be talking to someone who's like lying that that they're using a diabetes drug to lose <laughs> weight or that they got a ponytail lift but they said they did facial massage like I just think it's better in my opinion for me and I feel like you feel like this too to just lay it on the line mm-hmm. who cares mm-hmm. be it, no one cares yeah so I like when people get mad when we talk about it, it's like, what should we do? Not talk about it and Mm -hmm. just lie? Yeah.
0: I don't really understand what bothers people so much about it. I mean, I get the most flack on TikTok because I feel like just the algorithm on TikTok, it's showing my content to people who don't follow me and they don't know anything else about me. So they just see this and they think I'm promoting plastic surgery. But it's like, exactly what you said. It's like, no, this is happening. This is what people are doing. The technology is so advanced now, it can be so imperceptible. So, why not tell people like, "Hey, this is what's out there. I'm not saying you have to do it, but like this is what I'm doing and I think it does help to hopefully kind of change the the pressure that women may feel like having these unrealistic beauty standards and feeling like, you know, well, I'm doing facial massage. Why isn't my face lifted to the heavens? <laughs>
1: you know, it's <laughs> it's wild. It's yeah. and and people just blatantly lie.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, what's one thing not to say anything? OK, like that's your choice if you don't want to say anything. But when people are blatantly lying, I mean, I think and I feel I think you feel like this, too. I just don't care. Like, yeah. If someone wants to judge me for something that I want to do, that's That's their problem, not Mm -hmm. mine. And I got my boobs done at 18 years old and it was very taboo. Like the second that I graduated, I had saved money. I just wanted to get them done. And I remember even talking about it then and people were like so uncomfortable. I think that a lot of people who are getting these things done don't want to talk about it because maybe they don't want everyone to go get it. Because mm-hmm. they want to they be sort of larger than life. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I almost think it comes from ego. I think it definitely comes from ego. And I think there's a
0: component of it where people feel like it will make them less attractive if people know that they had help. Which you is like, what? no, it's still no. like you. Like it's someone still- take... Hailey Bieber, for example. I think she's had amazing work done, allegedly. (laughs) And she looks incredible. It doesn't make her any less pretty. Like, I think if she said I had help, you know, or whatever she wanted to say, like, she would still be stunning.
1: A hundred percent. And also the best work, and you know this, Mm -hmm. is work that you can't see. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I just think continuing the conversation, you said this a long time ago on our podcast, you talked about, you know, how you didn't love filler. Mm -hmm. And... I think we're starting to see the effects of filler and how that's affecting people's faces. It's making people look too pillowed or it too much filler. There's, a, there's such thing as going overboard. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're just doing things to make you feel enhanced, I think it's okay. And I don't think there should be any taboo. And I don't think it's a problem to talk about. Yeah. I think a lot of the people who have a very strong opinion about
0: it maybe secretly want to have it done themselves. <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: that's a good that's a good theory maybe
0: (laughs) after new year's i got this weird rash it started as a patch on my shoulder and then we went away to mexico and the rash went away and when i got back the rash came back and it spread and of course like we probably all do now i went down a social media rabbit hole I was diagnosing myself with all kinds of diseases, terminal illnesses, and I really got myself worked up into such a state of anxiety when really all I had to do was find a dermatologist who could tell me exactly what was going on, which is ultimately what happened, and it was nothing. And when it comes to our health, it's so important to get answers from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. So ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. So no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor who you just haven't met yet. The other great thing about ZocDoc is that you can find doctors who are available when you need them. Like in my case, it was so important to find somebody who could give me an answer and tell me what was going on now instead of three months from now. So Go to ZocDoc.com slash blonde and download the ZocDoc app for free, and then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com/ slash blonde. ZocDoc.com slash blonde. I think I mentioned this on my last podcast, but I have been out of L.A. for a couple weeks. I was in Rhode Island for a week, and now I've been in New York for almost a week. And I have been seeing lots of friends eating lots of meals out, which I don't normally do in L.A. I prefer to cook most of my food. I just find that my digestion is so much better. I feel so much better because I never really know what's going into the food that I order. On top of that, I've been splitting a lot of dishes, getting lots of pastas, and cheese and things with butter and desserts. And aside from having good gut health now after years of issues, I have a few wellness tools that enable me to do that without any discomfort. And what I have been doing for the last couple weeks is when I get back, I will have ginger tea and I take two array bloat capsules. These capsules, I've said it so many times, work like Magic for me. It's so crazy. I don't travel without them, especially if I'm going overseas or just going on trips with friends or just going out to dinner. Like you don't want your fun experience to be overshadowed by bloating. So these capsules are amazing. They have six natural ingredients that I used to actually take separately as supplements when I was dealing with my gut issues. So they have bromelain, which helps to speed up food breakdown. It has ginger root. It has lemon balm dandelion root for liver health, peppermint, slippery elm, and nothing else. So I like to take, like I said, a couple after dinner. I've also gone through phases when I've taken a few at night just for maintenance because they're super soothing. They are formulated by naturopathic doctors and they address all possible causes of bloating. It helps to reduce heartburn, speed up food breakdown, and prevent digestive discomfort. I've even gotten Chuck taking them because he gets heartburn and he loves them too. So that is the stamp of approval because he doesn't really do any kind of wellness things, as you guys know if you've been longtime listeners. So Array also has other great products. They have Calm, which I love. It has magnesium and L-theanine, among other natural ingredients. They also have their sleep alchemy capsules, and they really just help to solve everyday problems that so many of us deal with. So right now you can go to Array.com and use the code BLONDEFILES at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase and a free sleep mini. Again, that's Array.com, A-R-R-A-E.com. The code is BLONDEFILES for 15% off your first purchase and a free sleep mini. A Dear
1: Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Stephen is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members. We've got the old cast members. And we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down and we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah. So tune in every Tuesday for season two of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original.
0: Okay. Well, since we jumped into that topic, why don't you tell us about your most recent procedure? Because a lot of people wanted to hear about this.
1: I am obsessed. It was honestly like too easy. It scares me how easy it was. It's, and I'm going to flub exactly what it is. It's called aerosculpt. It's not liposuction, but it has a similar effect to liposuction. And everyone go read about it because I'm not going to sit here and explain it. All I know is it like melts fat cells while it's tightening the skin. So I feel like this is what the doctor said, Dr. Rawlings in Miami. It, Lipo can make people look square, like SpongeBob with no contour. And what Aerosculpt does is it actually contours you. So I did my love handles, I did my arms, and I did my jaw. And I I feel like the, with the love handles especially, there's like, like a very much like a contour, like a swoop. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if someone got lipo, it's more straight lined. And the reason that I really wanted to talk about this is because so many girls are going and getting liposuction. And I'm sure you hear it all the time, but the celebrities are not doing liposuction. They're doing body contouring. And so what these girls are doing is they're seeing celebrities thinking they got lipo, but most of them are getting body contouring. And so for me to sort of educate on that as I was trying it was great. And listen, if I didn't like it, I would come out and say, I didn't like it. I loved it. I had the easiest experience. This is definitely something that you need to like go do your research on, go look up reviews on Real Self. Real Self is, I think, Real Reviews and look into it. I went in thinking I was just going to do my arms. And then I talked to him and he's like, you're a good candidate for your love handles. I've had two kids It is not easy. It's not easy when you don't have kids. Mm -hmm. It's another like layer of hormones when you do. I lipo the back of my arms when I did my boobs because
0: he we were just talking about this. He did the bra fat area to give contour to the breasts. And then I was like, well, since you're gonna have the thingy out, can you just hit the back of my arms? Because that's my area. Like I'm small, but no matter what. Does not budge. And I was like, just get that shit out of there. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
1: like I'm about efficiency too. If he's yeah. already in there, I'm like, you're gonna yes. do the lung I'm Like handle? you have the thing out, do I mean. it. <laughs> the jawline was unexpected. I did not even think about that. I think for me specifically, I had double jaw surgery. Mm-hmm. And that's not a surgery that you just get and like it's like a miracle situation. It's mm-hmm. it's a ma- maxiofacialist surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's not a plastic surgery, it's where they moved my bones. And with that, it was a lot of residual puffing and scar tissue. And just like, I just felt like my jaw just needed like a little snatch. And it was amazing. I was awake the entire time and I'm petrified of needles. So that was like interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like childbirth. Like I already, I forgot, Mm -hmm. you know. So is it like a cannula? It's a little tiny cannula, the smallest okay. you can do. And they did three little incisions underneath my jaw. I don't even know if you can see them still. Mm-mm. Okay, this this scar right here, though, is from my jaw surgery. So okay. they would be like right here. And they they put it in. You're awake. They numb you first with like it feels like a rubber band snapping you. Hmm. And that, that like is not comfortable. But what mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. comfortable? <laughs> Nothing. And... Then they do the cannula, and then they just, like, tighten it with a radio frequency as they melt the fat and take it out. And it was really great. I loved it. <laughs> Again, do your own research. Yeah. I have had a lot of people DM me, though, and I always find this so interesting from all over the United States saying that they had had it done and had a great experience. So it's really powerful to be able to post my experience and then also hear back from my community what their experience is because you know sometimes you'll post like a cracker and you post how great the cracker is and then you get like a hundred dms of people being like oh no this cracker was like I was just talking about this on my podcast right before you I was like I post oatmeal
0: and there are a hundred people in my dms who have an issue with oatmeal (laughs) <laughs> I mean, this is my
1: thing. If it's an actual real thing that I can change, like yeah. if I'm using an almond milk that has tons of gargum in it or something and people are giving me feedback, yeah, it's almost like having live feedback. And so for this particular procedure, it was really nice to see in my DMs that people were all loving it from all different areas. It's mm-hmm. just kind of almost like getting real reviews in real time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I liked it. Amazing. I, I love the know. honesty. I
0: love learning about new things. I was not aware of
1: it before I'm surprised. I saw you do it. i I know. almost text you. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't want to bother her. I almost uh, text you because I feel like always you, bother me with you this shit. Know, you, you're <laughs> such a wealth of knowledge.
0: <laughs> always bother me. It's my favorite thing. You can call me shallow, not you, but the people listening, I'm sure there will be a review. Like,
1: You know what's so crazy, everyone? You can be multifaceted. Yeah. You can like doing beauty procedures and you can be a bookworm and you can yes. be smart and well-read yeah. and be a mom and a wife and you can be a freak in the sheets. There's a, I mean, there's a million, like you just, just because you like beauty procedures doesn't mean that you can't have other things. And I think that that's the conversation that needs to like start happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed, because it's not going anywhere. It's just advancing in so many ways. It's becoming more accessible, I think, in terms of cost and like where you can do this. It used to just be like Beverly Hills, New York, Miami. Now there's so many good
1: surgeons and everything all over the world. Obviously, like you're saying, do your research, but- Don't get a group Groupon. Don't, no, don't. don't call around for the cheapest place. Yeah, no. It's your body and your face. This is an area if you're going to spend the money and invest, it's, it's an important area. Yes, I agree. You mentioned kids and postpartum. Let's kind of
0: rewind a little bit here. How has baby number two been compared to one and how have you kind of changed your approach to wellness and gotten
1: to the place where you are now? I have had a completely different experience. It's almost like it's it's literal polar opposite. But I think this time I was prepared. At The first time I knew nothing about kids or having kids. I never even changed a diaper. I what, My focus wasn't on that. When I had a baby, I was like, I love it. And I love being a mom. And I totally was obsessed with it. But I didn't realize that the pregnancy doesn't end when the baby's over. And what I mean by that is like there is so many things that happen to your body and your mental health after you have a baby. And Isn't I was like the f- shot. What do they call it? The fourth trimester. It's like the fucking fourth, fifth, sixth. It was, it's like you really gotta be prepared. And I wish that there there was a lot more conversation. And it's not like just eating soup. You know, I've read books on it. It's not like making like a date smoothie. It's like you have to have your tools ready to go in your toolbox. And this time, I was prepared. It was like I was going to war. <laughs> One thing that helped the most was weightlifting. Cannot say enough good things. It. And I'm not saying you have to lift heavy. I'm just saying weights in general. It does something to your serotonin immediately, where you just feel better. And when you're having all those crazy hormones and you feel like a wackadoo, when you lift weights, it evens it out. The other thing that helped is cold plunging. And I know not everyone has a cold plunge, but everyone has a cold shower Mm -hmm. or a cold lake that they can jump in or a cold pool. I do it in my bath.
0: I mean, it's not even ice, whatever the temperature is supposed to be, but it's freezing.
1: And I feel like I get the same benefit. (laughs) You do get the same benefits. It's getting cold Mm -hmm. and the cold works on your parasympathetic. And when you are a postpartum, you're in fight or flight everything sounds too loud. You have sensory things. Like even right now, if I had just had a baby, like these, these lights are too bright. Like Mm. that's how I feel. Even like without baby contact is (laughs) uncomfortable. Like Uh because it's anything that's stimulating or sensory is just like off putting, Mm. at least in my experience. Mm -hmm. And so the cold evens it. And, and the cold is like you get in it for two minutes and you get out and it evens it. Mm it. It's not like you have to wait it's not like a beauty procedure where you have to wait too. It's, it's like right away. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend, and this is obviously six weeks after you've had the baby. And then another thing I did was I, I, I didn't drink that much. Like I feel like after Zaza, I was like, oh, I haven't drank for 10 months. So I'm going to have like a margarita. I was more thoughtful about alcohol. And staying on my phone and just meditating a lot. Just really listening to my body as opposed to thinking I was just going to go back to normal.
0: Mm -hmm. Walk us through your morning routine because this (laughs) is one of the main questions everyone wanted to know morning and night. Because I think people see you and they see that you actually really commit to these things. And you really have boundaries, which can be so hard, especially when you have so many things going on. You have kids. You have multiple businesses. You're running a brand. So one thing that I know you don't get on your phone in the morning. This is my
1: biggest problem in life. If you change that one thing, it'll change everything else. That's the number one thing. Okay. Okay. I tell promise us. you, if you change, you're into like TM meditation. What do you mean? How are I'm, you touching your phone? Let's, I, so, let's, let's, let's tell <laughs> me your routine and I'll tell you some tips. Okay. I'm
0: pretty good with mine. And I was actually thinking about this this morning. I had Mimi Bouchard on the show a few weeks ago and she was Love like, her. your morning routine makes your life because your morning determines your day. Your day determines your weeks. Your weeks determine. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see that how it kind of like all stems from that. And I have always been really good about my mornings in that I always meditate I always kind of start slow. I am intentional. I journal most of the time. You know, I have these things like that
1: are usually in place. You're also always on time, which I'm working on. Thank you. You I don't know (laughs) if that's something that you have to like think out. I think because I
0: get so uncomfortable when I'm not on time. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) I can't, so I just, it's like an easy fix for me. I'm like, I just don't. So I always have those kind of like things in place but that's not to say that I don't wake up and like look at the time and then I start like scrolling and then I'm like, okay, I got to go meditate. So at that point, I'm still getting the benefits of meditation and all of that, I think. But I also have like the fucking blue light in my face and I'm like maybe meditating, thinking about the email that I just saw. And it's something that I'm really trying to
1: change. Okay, well, you can help me be on time and I'll help you with your phone. (laughs) Don't touch your phone. Don't touch it. If you need a, like every excuse you're going to give me, I'll give you something else. First of all, (laughs) Thanks to Robert Slovak, I turned my phone off at night. He was telling me about the EMFs, even when you're on airplane mode and people can like say what they want, go listen to the podcast with him. He'll explain it more eloquently. He's like, that is next to your head. My phone is off. It's not even on the charger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my mm-hmm. phone is on 1% and I turn it off. I've had enough. I'm getting of the physically phone. uncomfortable. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me put it like this. The phone is like a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. If you abuse it or you're around it too much, it's going to become a problem. And and there's multiple ways it can become a problem. One, you're constantly comparing yourself. Two, you're, you're consuming too much content, which is taking your energy away from yourself. And three, how many times have we been on our phone and we're like, oh my God, what, how did I just waste three hours? It's truly wasted energy. When I wake up, everything can wait. My family's with me like... There's everything can wait. So the first tip is turn your phone off at night. Mm -hmm. Don't even have it on. So it's not an option. Put a clock next to your bed. I even have this new thing that I haven't talked about. It's this machine. It's I'll send you the link. And it has different chimes on it that are the most relaxing like yoga. Chime like a hatch. It's not a hatch. It's a chime machine. Oh, and I put the chimes. So so people are going to say, well, I want music in the morning. I get it. Turn your chimes on and don't touch your phone. By this point, when I wake up, I'll plug the phone in so it's charging, but it's still off. I probably will not look at my phone until 10 o'clock. I don't want to look at it. Nope. It's not even in my ether. That's my dream. I'm going to turn sometimes off. like there's different scenarios today. I looked at it at nine o'clock because I'm starting my day differently because I'm in Los Angeles. But mm-hmm. if I'm at home and I have my way, I won't even look at it. If I do look at it, it's to put Joe Dispenza's meditation on or a meditation mm-hmm. or it's to listen to a podcast. But the this is the trick. You cannot check your texts. Don't even open it up. That's a fucking recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And do not open your email. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Because the second you do it, <laughs> your, your day is being run by someone else. Yeah. And that one tweak with the phone, I think, will open everyone's mornings. I honestly think that's 80% of the problem in the mornings of why people are like, I don't get how you have time. You have two kids. You know, this. I don't look at my phone. Yeah. It really
0: is a time suck. And I think what you were saying, like, you really don't even realize how much time... It's taking away from you until you do enforce some boundaries. Like I'm huge on do not disturb. I have do not disturb on all the time. That's amazing! I so didn't even n- know you could do that. What's oh my that? god! I've had do not disturb where you don't get any notifications. I don't get
1: that either, but I don't feel like I'm on. Am I? On, how do I,
0: to, I don't know <laughs> if I'm on do not disturb. I've had it on for like three weeks, so it's like I'm not getting any notifications, nothing. If I am picking up my phone, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to text this person, but I'm not seeing it all come in. So that really helps. I do have good boundaries with the phone. I don't scroll. I don't do that stuff. But it's just like, for whatever reason, in the morning, I don't know. I saw this other tip on TikTok, of course. And this woman was saying that if you're having issues with your phone, to put it on grayscale. Because something about when it's all black and white, you don't want to sit there and scroll TikTok. It's not appealing when it's in black and white. You can, Yeah, you can change it because when all the color is gone, you're just like,
1: "Eh, this is boring. That's a great tip. And that shows how addicted we all are. Yeah, that we have to have. (laughs) It's honestly an addiction. I really believe, and this might sound crazy, that in 10 years people will be going to rehab for their phone. When I was in rehab in 2006,
0: not the time that I got sober, but a time before that, I was at this place in Arizona called The Meadows. And there was a girl that was there for phone addiction. This is like right at the beginning of like Facebook, very beginning of iPhones. And we were like, what? So do people make fun of her or do people just curious about it? I think people were more curious. I mean, we were all in rehab. Like you're not really making fun of other people right? you're just like, oh, it's come to this. But it was just a little curious because we were like addicted to your phone. How? I mean, it was before... We had all of these platforms. Your phone was like you could take pictures, you could text, you could have Facebook on your phone, you could have email. So it was like enticing, but it wasn't like it is today, where like nobody can walk down the street without like being in their phone all the I, time. That's so she why, was ahead
1: of ahead of uh, She's curve. ahead of the curve.
0: <laughs> I wonder how she's doing now.
1: I feel like it. it we're missing. Uh, we're uh, we're missing a spiritual element whether it's meditation or just being outside and walking alone. And I, I really saw that in the pandemic when you're so addicted to your phone. And mm-hmm. fr- the, the, the thing for me is this. My phone to me represents work. And a lot of, you know, my friends or people in my life, they get upset because I don't text back right away. And I don't text back right away because I don't look at it as a personal tool. I, I, I'm, I'm done with it by the mm-hmm. end of the night. It's exhausted me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just done. So I just think having boundaries around your phone is really important, just like you would have boundaries in a relationship. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. I heard a podcast recently where somebody was talking about this like urgency culture that we're in. And she said, I think the average person checks their email 77 times a day. I check mine 77 times a year. Yeah. And she was saying, like, you go on vacation, say you're gone for a week and you're like, oh, my God, I have all these emails like I have to respond. And you go back and she's like, 99 percent of them, if you go back to the start of that week, they're irrelevant by the time that week is over because the issue has been taken care of or it's solved or whatever. So this feeling that we need to be reachable at all times and respond to everything in real time
1: is like kind of this false thing that we're all kind of buying into. I mean, it feels like a little bit of an addiction. Yes. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It feels, it feels like it's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And I, people would think I always too when I go out to dinner with someone, I always put my phone down because. Mm-hmm. It's too expected for me to be scrolling my phone. Like, I just don't want to be that person. It's dismissive. I'm the same. And it's just, it's like why I'm not going to go to dinner with you if I have to be on my phone. I just find it off-putting if it becomes too much. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this career for the long run. And if I know I'm in it for the long run, then I have to be very thoughtful with how I'm using this device if it's going to be something that's going on for a long time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's a long answer to <laughs> one thing, but try putting the phone away. that's, yes. that's So the routine starts at night, like mm-hmm. the phone's away. I love to wake up. I make the bed. This is boring, but I, I love starting the day with like clean. Shades are up. Lots of water in the morning. Cameron Diaz says, like, your body's a plant. And I always think about that when I wake up. So you have to water the plant. And I drink a lot of water and I get moving. And whether that's a walk, whether that's just getting outside and having coffee outside, I want to move. And then everything is like very slow. So like maybe I want to write in my planner. Maybe I want to take a walk with Towns. Maybe I want to sit down and make a matcha with Zaza. I try to have my kids see what I'm doing so they can be a part of it. Today, Zaza came in and I was meditating and she literally just laid her head on me and she did it for like five minutes. I was meditating for 20 minutes. But the point is, is she's seeing me do these things and she's picking up on it. And Melissa Woodhealth is a really good example of this. She's Mm -hmm. always doing things like that that are so healthy in front of her kids and they pick up on it. And they also pick up on the energy of the house. And so when people are like, I don't understand. Like you have kids, I keep my house very, very low frequency. Like every, like the, from the music to the candles to even the lights in the morning. Like these lights are the worst. I've
0: like, been like Visine yeah. for the last two Michael, hours because they like it hurts. Yeah, it
1: hurts. I <laughs> so think something people, to people your with blue system. eyes too. Probably. I notice like Michael doesn't, me. doesn't have any. Adversion to it, really? but my kids do and so do I. Interesting. There's something about like, I don't like sensory overload. I feel Me, like my neither. life is sensory overload. Do you
0: feel like you're a, what is the word? Not hypersensitive person. There's some word for it though. Like I feel like I am a fragile flower. <laughs> like I'm affected by everything. I'm affected by the lights. I'm affected by overstimulation. We were just talking about like how it's so hard to do like multiple podcasts in a row. Like and I'm affected by, I don't know, a lot of socializing. Like I'm done after an hour. I have to like tap out for a little bit. Do you feel like that? Or do you feel like because of the way you really have this awareness and the way you manage your your life and your lifestyle, you don't get affected by that because it's not happening, if that makes sense?
1: I've learned how to and i hate that like not balance i've learned how to manage it like i i can be social you can throw me in a party like i'll i'll i like love talking to people and listening and, and podcasting and all that but i know when my battery is 1% yeah and when my battery is 1% i'm done
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm just done and maybe that's like the gemini in me i'm very like it's time for me to recharge and for me that is being quiet going within breeding like I I I feel like you and I are very very similar Mm -hmm. like that and it's funny because I had a psychic tell me when when Zaza was born that I needed to protect her space and her energy and I didn't think much of it and then she had her birthday party like a two-year-old birthday and we threw a big party and I could tell at the party because there were so many people that she was overwhelmed like it was just I could just tell and the next day she's like slept all day and I was like oh this child is is similar to me. Like she likes to be social, but she also has got to recharge. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are like that. But I think I think constantly pushing yourself when you have to recharge is not a habit of a highly successful, effective person. I think you have to know when to be absent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like for me, it really fueled my addiction for a long time because I felt like I had to be this one thing and I needed substances to help that, you know? And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Everyone's taking like Adderall and shit nowadays, it seems like. And that's a whole other tangent. But okay, let's do some like more rapid fire. Love it. Listener questions. Since we're kind of talking about wellness, if you can only do three wellness things, what would they be? Cold
1: plunging. Can't say enough about it. Cold plunge all day long. It's so good for you. It You burn brown fat. You tighten up, your circulation's boosted, your energy's boosted. Here's the crazy thing about cold plunging that a lot of people don't know too, is it gives you what you need. So there has been times where I'll cold plunge, and I'll take a nap after hmm. because I'm tired. and mm-hmm. it's it's telling my my nervous system, I'm tired. It's so powerful to be cold. And I mean, this goes back to you know when when I got jaw surgery with the ice roller. The cold is like it just does so many good things. And I think people avoid it because it's uncomfortable. But the way that I reframed it is it's the hardest thing, hopefully, that I'm going to do all day. And if I can get through that, then it's building my mental toughness muscle. And it's setting the tone for everything else to be easy, even if it's not. So getting cold, I don't care if it's a cold shower, just get cold. And there's so much research on this. The, wh- the protocol that I do is two minutes out, two minutes out, two minutes and 30 seconds out. Sometimes I put the sauna in between that for 15 minutes. But I have noticed when I do the sauna, I do get tired. So I don't like to do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. The next wellness thing is mouth taping. Can't shut the fuck up about mouth taping. I have been doing this every single day for the last probably like four to five months And if you are a mouth breather, I wake up with so much more energy. I can't believe it. And I just put a piece of mouth tape on. I use this mouth tape called VIO, I I think, off Amazon. And I mean, it's life changing. Like I drink my water out of the side of my mouth (laughs) if I wake up. It's a whole production. Like poor Michael, but I love it. And the benefits are amazing. And the third wellness tip would probably be, and just because I'm going like through such a moment with it with AirSculpt, is lymphatic. Mm -hmm. It just, I mean, I know that I say this all the time, but I think people forget the lymphatic system. And I mean, I learned how to do it on myself with my chest going upward on your face. You're just going to drain fluid. You're going to boost circulation. It makes you glow. I love lymphatic. Mm -hmm. Kind of on the flip side of that, are there things that you've done or tried maybe that are trendy that you don't think are worth it? I am not a big fan of lasers. Interesting. I'm also, this is, a, this is a, my new discovery. Mm-hmm. This is totally based off my research, okay. <laughs> like my <laughs> crazy research. I don't like overusing retinol. I think that it's being used too much. I'm noticing that there's a waxy look. That's very translucent on the skin that a lot of people are getting as they age. And I think it's from overuse of retinol. Hmm. And I've talked to a lot of people behind the scenes about this. I'm not saying don't use it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I think, especially in America, when we get like something that works, we overuse it. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. So, like, I can relate. (laughs) But retinol, I think it needs to be used very sparingly. I I, like very sparingly I Mm -hmm. don't think it should be used every day I don't Mm -hmm. think it should be used every other day Dr. Dennis Gross recommends Wednesdays and Sundays I for my skin think at most once a week and you always should use it at night Mm -hmm. don't ever use it in the morning Mm -hmm. because you're going outside with something that's stripping and then you're going in the sun or incidental sun exposure so those are probably two things what's your current skincare routine I, when I was pregnant, did like all natural. And so I feel like I did that for 10 months and, and now I'm being more aggressive. I'm obsessed with skin Mm-hmm. I mean, I love them too. It's, it's, And I'm also obsessed with Epicurin's Glow Serum. I mix it with my makeup. I have it on right now. It gives you this glow that's like a sheer glow with like a concealer and it, it's like a different kind of glow. It's this colostrum, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then I love Dr. Dennis Gross's products. I'm a huge fan of his stuff. You know, I saw him in New York. It's fab. Like last, maybe it was last June. Like for dermatology, yes. Isn't he amazing? Yeah, he's great. He's so he nice. He loves you. I was like, "I know, Lauren.
0: <laughs> he's so nice. You yeah. should have him on your podcast." Yeah, I should. Yeah. I was thinking that, but it was the first time I met him, so I didn't want to be like, "Hey.
1: Oh, he'll come By in the way, one He's so nice."
0: <laughs> um, okay.
1: Oh, you know what else I'm using, too? Oh, yeah. Sorry, one more thing. Yes. I got this $8 castor oil on Amazon, but I got it that's it's with a brow brush. Interesting. So it's like mascara. Oh. And I put it on my lashes and my brows every night. Are your lashes? No. These are all my lashes. I'm buying that? No, 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 no. These are not my lashes. But (laughs) but there's only a few individuals on. Mm -hmm. I put it on every night as my last step of my skincare routine on my brows and on my lashes. And it's working so well. And sorry, cuticle oil, but in a pen. Those are my things I'm really liking right now.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you, is there a beauty hack that changed your life?
1: Would one of those
0: be- It changed
1: my life. Yeah. Let's do beauty and wellness. Scalp massage is so underrated and inversion therapy where you lay your head back and put your legs up. So when you lay your head back, it brings blood flow to your scalp. But think about it. We never lay our head back. So what I'll do is when I meditate, I'll put my head back also, it stretches your neck, which is really good for tech neck. Like mm-hmm. everyone has tech neck, right? I can't believe it. We're all staring at our phones. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the more that I can put my head back and stretch my neck as I'm getting inversion with my legs up, it immediately calms your nervous system and it's really good for your scalp. You should get an inversion board. My mom had. One of these when I was younger. Did she like it in
0: our basement? And I was like, "What is this? I don't even know why she had it." But it was where you like get on the thing, you strap your feet in, and then you like go upside down. It's really good for you. Maybe I should get one of those. Maybe she was onto something. I ask her about it. <laughs> I text ask me what she why says. She was doing it.
1: Yeah, I feel like she was probably doing it for her back or something, but. It's really good know. for your scalp, for your back. For it's think about how we're always looking down. I know this tech neck thing. I think is going to be such a thing that people are addressing soon. Mm-hmm. I always like do these exercises where I like lift my head back and kiss the sky. Mm. After the cut, told me about this. She's like this woman that works with people after plastic surgery, and after AirSculpt, I worked with her, and she said, "You just need to keep like kissing the sky because it stretches your neck and." We don't stretch our neck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're always hunched over. A hundred percent. So just stretching your neck. And I think getting an inversion board like your mom (laughs) is a a real hot (laughs) tip. Hear that, mom? I know she's listening. She's probably like, yes. Okay, let's see. You have to ask your mom, too, if the person that told her about that was Louise Hay, because that's where I first read about it. Really? Yeah. I love Louise Hay. I think I bet you your mom will say she heard it from Louise Hay that's really vintage ask her yeah now i'm curious i'm going to call her after that and i bet your mom has great hair she does have great
0: (laughs) she has great hair and she has insane skin and she doesn't do botox she's never done filler she's never done anything she's diligent about sunscreen and
1: hanging upside down and she's hanging think upside I down cra- listen everyone thought i was crazy <laughs> four like months dying. ago when i talked about mouth tape and now people are like oh there's yeah. something to this i know sometimes <laughs> you you relate to me because i feel like you yes. say things people think are crazy too yeah but there's science behind it yeah okay there's so many more questions that i have for
0: you i um, can i'll
1: answer it quick if you want i'll go let's do a rapid fire what okay. to do if your husband is against you getting procedures I don't care. I don't give that energy. That's his <laughs> problem, not mine. Tips. T- <laughs> tips for being more confident. Tips for being more confident. Ah, I just think be more confident. It, it, it's not like a hack. It's not an unlock. Just wake up and decide to be confident. And I think realize that no one's really thinking about you. Yeah. It's it's in our ego to be like, oh, my God, this person thinks this and this person thinks this. I just think show up to a party and just be confident. People can feel that. It's so much better than being insecure. And it's such a waste of life to Mm -hmm. feel insecure, especially when, like, like I just said, no one's really thinking about anything. Yeah. Well, and I
0: feel like so many people wait until they have confidence to do things and I'm always like no you get the confidence from doing the thing that maybe you don't want to do but you do it anyway and then you like that's how you build your character and build self-esteem like you don't get it from sitting at home and waiting to feel like you can do it
1: like that's not if you're waiting for something to happen to then be something totally would flip that. Mm-hmm. Go be confident and that will attract more. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's some like crazy unlock to it. Like just wake up and decide you're going to be a confident person. Open your shoulders, sit up straight, shake people's hand, look people in the eye. There's so many little things that you can almost pretend you're an actress. Mm-hmm. There's so many like cues that you can give off that elude confidence. And after a while, I think it just becomes natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing Mimi
0: said, it's just fresh in my mind because we just released the episode a couple of weeks ago, but she said like, go out and act as though you're the person that you want to be. Because when you do that, people put you in another box and you start having new opportunities come to you and people start treating you as though you're that person 100%. that you want to be. And it's By all way- about like embodying that.
1: A hundred percent. She's so right. Literally walk into the room like you own it. No Mm -hmm. one is going to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Walk in the room with your head held high, looking straight ahead, smile, be like open your shoulders and just be that. She's really right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love her. You've had her on the show, right? I like her a lot. She has a legs up meditation too. That's amazing on her app. Yeah. Her app is great.
0: All right. Well, we could keep going, but I'm going to go on your show now. But tell everybody... What do you have going on now? You did so many brand collaborations last year. You had so many products come out. What's next, if you can say?
1: What? I'm not going to be like secret project coming soon. I, <laughs> what is next is just continuing to build out the brand. I think people don't see the side of me that 65% of what I do is behind the scenes. I'm running a company of 20 people. I have a team. I'm building out products. I think people tend to sometimes call... I had this conversation on a different podcast the other day. I think with influencers, they want to just put us in a box and say influencer. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this year for me is, no, I'm an investor. I'm an author. I'm a product builder. I'm a creator. I'm a business owner. And like, I'm going to own that. And... The word influencer is, to me, is almost demeaning. Some of these influencers are creating magazines every day. They're creating full content. They have teams. Mm -hmm. They're building product businesses. Jake Paul, great example. I mean, he's now parlayed into wrestling. It's like, I think the day of sort of putting people down because they're, quote unquote, an influencer, there's more layers to it. And, And for me, that's continuing to work on those things behind the scenes. I love being on camera but I'm really leaning into that 65% of, you know, conference calls or running a team and, and making things happen. I think that's really where the magic happens. So you'll see a lot more products. You'll see a lot of podcasts and maybe a book and a lot of, I mean, a lot of just behind the scenes stuff that no one sees, but hopefully stuff will come out of that.
0: Amazing. Well, you were talking about being multifaceted. I think you are one of the most multifaceted people That's there amazing. are in this thank industry. You. And you know, I think, I think a lot of people want to just judge a book by its cover. And y- you have so much beneath that. And I just really respect that. So thank you for coming on, as always.
1: Oh, same to you. Thank same to you. You are <laughs> welcome. You're going to come on our podcast. Yes, I'm, I have so many questions after my ten minutes. breathing break without your phone (laughs) (laughs) on Do Not Disturb. Yes. Oh, I'm on Do Not Disturb. Thank you for having me. Thank you.